Welcome to episode number 92 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. We are continuing our series on faith. This particular series is entitled Faith to Receive, and I'll break it down to you in a number of different topics and ways that we can improve our faith and increase our faith. Today's topic is called Greater Faith through Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. So let's pray and ask for the Lord's direction. Father, I thank you for the opportunity I have to bring this podcast to those who are listening in today. I pray for your anointing, your blessing, your touch upon it, and I pray the Holy Spirit would move and direct me in the way that I should go. I also pray that those who are listening in would receive a special touch from the Lord to understand how they too can receive greater faith. They can experience what it means to have effective, fervent prayers and how they'll be powerful prayers with great results. I believe in that, but we call that forth now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. In this week's podcast, I chose to use a scripture that's one of the most well-known by most people. It's one of my all-time favorites. It's found in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. I'm reading in the New International Version. It says here, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. So with that, We're going to ask the Holy Spirit now to help us with that and to guide me through a podcast that'll show you how that particular scripture will help all of us increase our faith if we'll only believe in it and trust God to help us understand that we can call forth those things that are not as though they are, that we can believe for the answer before it comes, that we can anticipate the answer while we're going through the circumstances and the challenges that we face in life. So let me give you an example of a situation I experienced when I was in hospital when they were treating me for my multiple myeloma, bone marrow cancer treatment. And let's just see how God's word became alive and increased my faith. And it'll increase your faith. So let me just explain to you the circumstances of what took place. There was one Sunday morning, which happened to be Father's Day, that my wife and I were getting ready to leave for church. Now I felt quite warm and upon checking my temperature, I experienced a low fever of about 100.7. And then I remembered that the hematology specialist at the clinic that I was going to told me that if I get a fever of 100.5 or more to go to the emergency room. Well, my wife and I talked about it and I wasn't particularly excited about going to the emergency room. After all, it was Father's Day and I was going to really enjoy it. Looking forward to seeing my family and I had this day all planned out. So anyways, my wife wife and I called the oncology doctor who was on call that day and asked about the 100.7 temperature. Immediately, the doctor said, hang up the phone and go to the emergency room immediately. So we left the house, even though I did not want to go. And I want to stress that I did not want to go to the hospital that day at all. My temperature began to climb higher and higher, which is not an acceptable condition for anyone going through chemotherapy treatments. Now, as some of you may already know, and some may not, I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma, bone marrow cancer, brought on because of my experience in Vietnam being sprayed by Agent Orange, and this was like 50 years after the exposure that this cancer was diagnosed in my body. And so with that, I had gone through many months of heavy chemotherapy treatment. I was in the middle of it at this time when this particular story I'm giving you came about, and it was kind of a rough time, but you know, we knew that God was able, and I remember when the doctor told me, he says, you know, if this treatment does doesn't work. You probably only have six months to live. And just immediately I looked back at the doctor and I said, well, let me see if I got this straight now. You're trying to scare me with heaven. Now I say that because it's important to understand the foundation of what I'm teaching today. You see, because I was calling forth those things that were not as though that they were. I was claiming my healing before even the treatment started. 
I was believing that I'll be able to stand before my congregation because we were pastoring a large church at the time and I could stand before the congregation and tell them about my healing touch. And I was anticipating that. The doctor looked at me and he said, well, I guess you must really believe that. And I said, yeah, I sure do. And before this is all over, you will too. Well, anyways, off to the emergency room we went as my temperature seemed to get higher and higher. The doctors and the nurses at the emergency room, they surrounded me as soon as I entered the that area. I will admit now that I was not a happy camper. I was very irritated and kind of upset that I was wasting my Sunday on Father's Day to go to a hospital. And I knew they would put, keep him there for hours because that's how it works in emergency rooms. But then the Holy Spirit reminded me of Romans 8, 28. And very quickly, I'll repeat it. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Now, after hanging around the emergency room and going through many examinations and tests for three or four hours, the doctor said that I had to spend the night for observation. Now, that really irritated me because I thought I was feeling better. After all, it was just a fever, but I needed to go home. After all, it was Father's Day. So I was irritated and didn't particularly like it. But that time, my temperature had dropped to 98.5. I felt great. I felt there was no reason. I could not understand why I had to go through these circumstances. But then that scripture popped in my mind again, and it just kept coming back about that we know all things work together for good for those who love the Lord are called according to his purpose for us. So anyways, the doctor said to me that I had no option because I was an oncology patient and I must stay. I fussed with him and felt there was absolutely no reason for me to spend the night. Besides, it was Father's Day, you know, and I wanted to see my children and my grandchildren. So now, as I'm sitting there fussing and thinking, I want to get out of this place. I'm just going to sneak out of here and go home. The Holy Spirit reminded me once again of that scripture, Romans 8, 28. I won't repeat it again, but bottom line, I had to, to accept that scripture that this would work together for good. So I agreed to stay. Now, they moved me to the oncology floor. The oncology floor was where they kept all of their cancer patients who were recovering from what we call stem cell transplants. And that's a, a near-death experience that you can have when they burn you up with chemotherapy and try to kill off every cell that's in there. And you have to stay away from people and you are not allowed to be around any family or friends or anybody. You have to stay in the hospital for many times, several weeks. And so this floor that they sent me to was filled with cancer patients who were there for that reason. They were recovering from a stem cell transplant or they had other related surgeries or procedures. Now, everyone, including my immediate family who came into my room, were supposed to wear protective coverings. Now, this was kind of comical to me because they had to wear gloves and masks and full body coverings. They just had to do that in order to enter into that room. They had to protect me from any germs or bacteria that they might bring into my room, you know, because I, I had a problem with my immune system. You see, by taking chemotherapy, it compromises your immune system. And that's another reason why the fever was such a big concern. So all these scientific things were going on, but I just kept thinking, well, Lord, I still don't understand it. I still don't want to stay here. But then the Holy Spirit once again said, don't worry about this. 
all things work together for good. So I thought, well, I'm going to wait around and see how this is going to work together for good when I miss out on my special Father's Day. Now, see, you may have experienced something similar. You may have had something happen in your life, maybe a flat tire, maybe something broke down in your home, your air conditioning went out or your heating system went out. It was hot or cold and you were miserable and you were trying to figure out, now, why is this working together? But I believe that it's a test of our faith when these things happen. When situations like this happen, like me being in the hospital or maybe have you having a flat tire or something, that it's a circumstance that God can bless. And what the devil intended for bad or something difficult in your life, God can turn that thing around for good because his word tells us through faith, we have to believe that everything works together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So let's continue now with this interesting story because it gets, well, there is a there is a plot to this. So let's move on. Now, I was being protected, as you know, and they didn't want anybody to get around me that maybe could give me a worse condition or a cold or anything like that or anything that would cause a fever or infection in my body. So that entire floor kind of reminded me of a science fiction movie where alien creatures were kept locked up. I'm serious. I felt like this was really strange because a nurse would come into the room and when they did, they had to be completely wrapped up and to where you could only barely see their eyes through their outfits and walk over to me and yet I'm laying there and I'm not wrapped up at all. I'm just there and uh, they come into the room and they talk to me and take my pulse or temperature or whatever that they're doing and treat me through these materials, these outfits that looked kind of like it was a sci-fi room of some kind. Well, anyways, I had settled into my room. Of course, my children had come by to visit us and that was nice and it was the day was going okay and I was feeling really quite well. But I had settled into my room and decided not to fight over this thing and just to get through with it and go through with it because I was now looking at Romans 8.28 and thinking, okay now Lord, I'm here and that scripture you brought to mind. So now by faith, I'm going to believe why this is going to work together for good. My day's been ruined. My Father's Day is a mess. I'm sitting in this hospital. I feel very good. As a matter of fact, I don't even feel sick. And yet somehow you're going to make this thing work together for good. So anyways, you can tell I was struggling with it. Now, I'm sure we've all done the same thing. I'm sure that there's been times when something's happened in your life that you've thought, I don't understand this. Why is this happening in my life? Why do I have to go through this? And we just have to, by faith, believe. And I believe if we do operate in faith and believe in Romans 8.28, that we will actually have an increase in our faith. I believe that and I just claim it and I and I just thank God for it in advance. Well anyways, it didn't take long until I could see why everything was going to work together for good. You see, my oncology nurse, this is interesting, she came into the room covered with all the protective gear. My wife Sharon was the only person allowed at this time to see me without protective coverings. They actually let her in just with a mask and that was about it. I believe the staff may have missed that, the staff at the hospital. But anyways, the nurse was an Asian lady. She introduced herself to me. And and then we started to talk about how I may have come down with multiple myeloma. So briefly, I mentioned that I was an Army Vietnam veteran. And where I served, our military sprayed Agent Orange to destroy all the vegetation. And I told her that we were told the Viet Cong would have a more difficult time being concealed without that heavy jungle. Now, little did I know that the spraying of Agent Orange was a cancer-causing toxic agent. Now, thousands of men and women have contacted various forms of cancer and other diseases from the exposure to Agent Orange. 
So then the oncology nurse, she just looked at me and she said that she was born in Vietnam. And all of a sudden I thought, wait a minute, there's something happening here. She asked me if I was assigned near Benoit. Now Benoit was a little town not too far from Saigon. And she said that, and I was only about 20 miles from Saigon. She said that her family had lived there in a small village. That is when I told her I was assigned to the Long Bin area and especially in the area of Benoit. I told her that, that I could see that we had some kind of connection. I said, it's kind of interesting. I guess maybe the Lord had brought me here for a reason. Now all of a sudden, Romans 8.28 started to happen. But I could have dismissed it and ignored it. But I believed to exercise my faith and believe that that scripture was going to come to reality in my life in that particular situation. So then my nurse said this, that her parents had told her that the American army soldiers protected their village from the Viet Cong. And I thought to myself, you've got to be kidding. I'm thinking, wow, Lord, you really made all this happen for a reason. Now, that's when I told her that one of our assignments while I was in Vietnam was to keep the civilians safe in the surrounding areas. Matter of fact, at that time, I asked her if she was a Buddhist. She quietly answered, as a matter of fact, I was, she said, and her parents were Buddhist. So she figured she must be one. I shared with her that she really was not a Buddhist unless she had made a commitment to follow their teachings and rituals. Because a lot of folks who practice Buddhism are basically just doing it because it's in the family. It's kind of a lifestyle. It's more of a lifestyle type religion and not really one that has a savior, has a Lord as we do. And they certainly had no one who gave their life for them and then was resurrected from the dead like our Lord Jesus Christ was. So anyways, as the story went on and I'm talking to her, I felt the Holy Spirit speak to my spirit and reminded me once again of Romans 8.28. So my faith was being challenged, being tested, but actually my faith was expanding. All of a sudden, this thing started to become very real of what was taking place. Now, I told her I had fought to stay out of the hospital and I wanted to go home, but that the Holy Spirit wanted me in that room at that time to speak to her, that this was a divine appointment, that one way or another, God wanted me in that hospital because he wanted me to be able to share with her some of the things that I'm going to share with you in just a moment. You see, because I told her that I was a Christian and that I had pastored a church for almost 20 years, that's when I told her that my God loved her so much that he used me to protect and safeguard her family in 1967 and 1968. You see, because in those days, when we would go on patrols, we would find out that there were Viet Cong that were going to go into villages and they were going to kill people and take their possessions and things. And we were then told to go in there and protect those people and surround that area. And we would also be told to pick these people up and move them out of the area until it was safe for them to remove back to their village. And so I told her under the leading of the Holy Spirit that my God had placed me in this room to speak to her. She was my nurse for the next eight hours and she was assigned to care for me like I cared for her family. Wow, think of that. This, this gal just absolutely just almost fell apart. I shared with her what it means to be a follower of Christ. She was deeply touched and her eyes filled with tears. That is when I thank the Lord for placing me in the hospital that night. Look, talk about a challenge of my faith, but yet to stay with it and believe that my faith could grow through this and that I could actually do something worthwhile and of value. If I had left and gone home, I would have never had the opportunity to share my faith in Christ with this gal. 
She was said she was a Buddhist, this nurse, but in reality, she wasn't. She was open to the leading of the Holy Spirit. So I got to spend most of that night talking with her one-on-one. She'd come into the room for 15, 20 minutes. I would share my faith, tell her how she could receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, share my faith with her, and tell her about how to accept Christ. And she was just so emotional and so much in tears and wrapped up and thought, my goodness, this is an amazing experience. And to think that when I told her, I said, God loves you so much that he sent me here to help you. And he loves me so much that he sent you here to care for me. And to think that 50 years prior to that, God loved both of us so much that he had me go to a village where her parents lived and helped escort those people out so they could be away from danger. Now, that's what I call the fulfillment of Romans 8, 28, that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose for them. Wow, what an amazing step of faith, but what an amazing scripture to tell us that our faith can grow. You see, when we're faced with any type of situation in our life, we've got to remember that God's word is filled with examples that'll help us grow our faith. Our faith will increase. Our faith will grow greater and stronger and and even more powerful as we read his scriptures, believe his scriptures, and then place those scriptures into action into our life. You see, it's one thing to read the Bible and read a scripture like that and say, well, that's nice and that's good. But it's another thing when you read it to apply it to your life. I like to pray the scriptures, I call it. Praying the scriptures basically says that when I pray for something, I say, God, that's for me. For example, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on own, on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. That's a typical scripture that people love. It's one of my all-time favorites. But I like to say it this way. Father, I trust you with all of my heart. And Lord, I want to never lean on my understanding, Father God, because I know, Father, if I trust in you with all my heart and all my mind and all my soul, that God, you then will direct my path because that scripture was given to me for this time, at at this time in my life when I needed it. And if we do that, then the scriptures will help us to increase our faith. We know that those scriptures apply to us. It's just not something that was written 2,000 years ago, something that maybe helps certain people and doesn't help others. No, it helps everyone. And the Word of God will help us to increase our faith, but we've got to get it into our mind, into our heart, into our life. We've got to read the Word of God. We've got to put it into action. And that's what took place in this, my one experience. That was a that was like a 16-hour experience in my life from the time I went over to the hospital, spent all that time there, spent the night there, and was released the next morning. And to think that during that entire time, God ordained it, He planned it, and then the Holy Spirit gave me that scripture to carry through me through a difficult time when I did not want to go through that circumstance. But God wanted me there. He put me there. I went through it. And now I'm years later. Think about this. Now here I am about five years ago when that took place. I'm able to give to literally thousands of people who can be tuning into this podcast as they do every month and listen to this story and how it'll build their faith and increase their faith. So that scripture is powerful for me. It's powerful for you. And it'll be powerful for anyone who apply it to their life and allow it to be applied to the walk to receive greater faith. Let me give you another example of 
trusting in God and believing that everything works together for good. For those who love the Lord are called according to his purpose for them. Let me just give you an example of that. You know, when I was diagnosed with multiple myeloma bone marrow cancer, I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to see. I didn't know what doctors I should see. I had gone to the regular doctor that I had been to before, and that was fine. It was working out okay. But then I thought, well, maybe I need a real super specialist. Maybe I need someone who specializes just in that. So I, when I was diagnosed, I did a lot of research on the disease, and I also spent an awful lot of information trying to understand it and then find out where I could be treated. So I called the National Multiple Myeloma Association. Now this was a step of faith because I didn't know what they were going to tell me. And I asked where the best place to get treatment was. I said, if, you, if I could have to go anywhere in the country, now my wife and I were able to do that. We could have packed up and moved to another part of the country for a year or two years or whatever it would take to be treated. And I was serious about it. And I said, is there anywhere in the country is the best place for me to get treatment? So the information lady, she said, she asked me a question. She says, now, where do you live? I told her, Scottsdale, Arizona. She instantly said that a new multiple myeloma oncology center was opened in Scottsdale and that there's not a better place in the United States in dealing with my diagnosis. Now think about that one. Here God had already prepared that for me. He had already put that together there. We we were ready to face our challenge and I could look out my back door in not more than maybe four or five miles southwest of where we lived there was this new $700 million oncology center that had just been completed six months before I needed it. God put that in my backyard. And these people at the association said, there's not a better place for you to be treated than right there. And that just happened to be, as some people would call it, coincidence. I don't believe in coincidence. I believe it was ordained of God. It was God's plan that I would be treated there and that I would experience, he even knew that I went in there, that I would experience that visit with that Asian girl whose parents I actually had an impact on. I don't remember them exactly, but I certainly remember evacuating villages in the area and that's where her parents lived. So think of that. All those things worked together for good and that built my faith, that increased my faith. So we need to do that. We need to understand that, that when we have an answer to prayer, we've got to have that as a, an example and we've got to give that as a testimony of God's goodness. I can't tell you how many times I've told this story to literally hundreds and thousands of people. I've written a book on my experience uh, when it came to dealing with Vietnam. And in that book, I talk about this story. I talk about Agent Orange, and I have gone through this whole experience many, many times. I've talked to my congregation. I've preached to literally hundreds and even thousands of people on podcasts and on my books and my local congregation and giving them a testimony. And through all those testimonies, I believe my faith has grown, and those who've listened to my testimonies they've had an increase in their faith and their ability to believe and trust God for whatever they're going through. So I encourage you to do that. I encourage you to testify of the goodness of God, that when something happens in your life where you need God to move, start off with Romans 8:28 and claim that promise for you. And then when you need an answer to prayer, go to Romans chapter 4, verse 17. And that's where the Word of God tells us that we should call forth those things that are not as though they are. So when you're facing something, believe for the answer before it comes. Anticipate the answer. Get excited about the answer. Tell somebody else about the answer. Like I told that doctor, I said, well, so you're trying to scare me with heaven because quite frankly, as a Christian, as a believer, there's nothing bad that can happen to me here on earth that could ever outweigh 
my promise of spending eternity in heaven with Jesus Christ. So with that, I hope that you've grown from this. I hope that this teaching today has given you some increased faith, and I hope that that scripture will be used in your own witness and your own testimonies as you talk about the goodness of God. So with that, let me just close by giving you a prayer and praying that God will bless you and that these scriptures that I've used today will be of value to you and will encourage and grow your faith. Father, I thank you, Lord, for the opportunity I have to speak at this time on this podcast to these people who are listening in. I don't know how many will be listening in, Lord God, but I do know that you've appointed them pull up this message to receive it. And so I pray now, Father, that as they look at that scripture in Romans 8, 28, that they will truly believe that scripture's for them, that all things in their life work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to your purpose for them, Father. And I believe, God, that that scripture is going to increase their faith and they'll step out boldly and they'll have effective, fervent prayers with great results. I thank you for it. I thank you now, once again, Lord, for this teaching for this series on faith. I pray you would bless it and that you would continue to anoint it, Father, as we continue on through this series until the Holy Spirit tells me to move on to a different topic. I thank you for it now and I'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, as I'm wrapping this particular podcast up, I'd like to kind of make a general comment about quality Christian living. That's the name of my podcast. And what that means is I want to teach each and every week, a couple times a week, I do these podcasts and give people an opportunity to to grow in their faith and grow in their strength and grow in their walk with God, to understand what it's like to live a quality Christian life, an abundant life filled with joy, filled with excitement. Yeah, there's going to be trials and there's going to be challenges, but to understand that we're not supposed to just get by as Christians. We're supposed to live an abundant life, that we are overcomers. We are more than conquerors. That's what God's word says about us. We are people that God has blessed and will continue to bless. So I pray as you listen into these podcasts that you will be able to receive these teachings on living a quality Christian life. If you'd like to learn more about my teachings, you can go to my webpage found at davidcfriendauthor.com. And when you get there, you'll notice that I have references to, I believe there's five books still on my website that I've written. There are two on my experiences in Vietnam once before, one is when I got there and what it was like to be there and come home. The second book has to do with how to deal with the challenges of Agent Orange and post-traumatic stress disorder, which is something that's very difficult on a lot of returning veterans. So those might be of interest to you. In addition to that, there's a book entitled Generosity, What's in it for me? And it talks about the blessings of God and how whenever we're generous with our finances or generous with our time or our talents, that God will pour out a blessing that we can't even contain. In addition to that, there's a book in there there entitled Receive everything from what we call nothing. That's my book on faith. That's this teaching that I'm giving right now in these series of podcasts over the last couple of months can have all come from that teaching in that book. And I'm using that as my outline and my guide in order to bring to you the experiences that I've had when it comes to experience challenges to my faith, but also where I've seen results of having greater faith based upon those challenges that God allowed to take place in my life. And finally, my last book in there is entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living. It's a book based upon my teaching as a banker and as an instructor in college on finances. And I basically put it all together to help Christians understand how God wants to bless us and how we can live a debt-free life. So those may be of value to you. So if you have any interest in them, I would encourage you to go to my webpage. That's davidcfriendauthor.com and you can 
get those materials either on my webpage through Amazon or wherever they sell books pretty much anywhere. So I hope that'll be a blessing to you. In addition to that, if you're interested in my podcasts, I've done a number of series on financial prosperity, spiritual prosperity, all topics that have to do with living a quality Christian life. So if you're interested, you can go back to the prior messages I've had. This is my 92nd podcast. I'm amazed how fast this is going. And there's a plethora of topics and subjects and teachings in the area of prosperity. I hope it'll be a blessing to you. Now, if you would like to subscribe to my podcast, you can do that by going to cpnshows.com or wherever you listen to your podcast. So with that, I'm going to wrap this up and I thank you for being a part of this podcast today. I'm looking forward to next podcast coming up entitled, How Our Faith Grows from Life's Trials. Every trial that we face, I can tell you right now, is an opportunity for growth. Some people, they face a trial and they digress. They fall back. They fall apart. But in reality, as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ and His touch and His ability to take us through anything and that His power is greater than anything we'll ever face or experience in our life, with that, we can grow from life's trials. And so I'm going to be teaching on that as I get into my next podcast. So with that, I'd like to close by saying, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May His face shine upon you. May He be gracious to you and give you peace. And may you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So until our next podcast, when we meet again, may God richly bless you.